Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Well, like... I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Sports Power Talk Overtime fans, I have one question for you. Are you ready? Because it's been a long time coming for the greatest professional wrestling promotion to make its debut right here on Sports Power Talk Overtime. My name is Alex Henry, and I'm joined with our music programmer here at WZIP, who just happens to be probably the biggest professional wrestling fan I know, Mr. Logan Buchanan. How are you, Logan? I'm doing good, and I will take that uh, honor of being the most knowledgeable professional wrestling fan you know with the wholeheartedness that it should. I mean, it used to be me. I used to say I was the biggest fan I knew until I stopped watching. Yeah. So I, I'm a little behind, but I have been watching, and Logan and I are prepared to discuss and predict this Saturday's Extreme, Extreme Rules pay-per-view uh, taking place at the Wells Fargo Center this Saturday in Philadelphia. Logan, are you excited? Oh, I'm super excited. You know, it's the first time in a long time that Extreme Rules feels extreme to me. 100%. You know, in the past, it's been like one Extreme Rules match, maybe a false count anywhere. Uh, but for the main majority of the show, it's all singles matches, regular, normal rules. But now we're in ECW territories in Philadelphia. Every single match on the show that's confirmed has a stipulation to it. It's going to be a great show. I, I think it's a great point that you mentioned Every match has a stipulation. Mm -hmm. That's huge. It's extreme rules, which is always, in my mind, kind of been one of those pay-per-views that's a eh, pay-per-view, yeah. waiting for a better pay-per-view to come up. But they're actually making it a good, back to the John Cena, Batista days of, like, extreme rules. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I get, and I'm really excited for it. Before we get into the actual pay-per-view, let's kind of recap what happened on Raw uh, I want to start with Dexter Loomis and The Miz, right? Because that storyline to me has just been awesome. It's kind of like the WWE needs it. They always have a storyline like this, whether it's the exact same thing, which it's not. This mm -hmm. is very unique uh, and new. But I just like it. I want something to happen to Extreme Rules, Logan. I want to ask you, like, do you have any thoughts on this, this whole storyline, really? Yeah, I mean, honestly, when it comes to... If you want a story to be must-see, and I'm using that word very, very purposefully because mm -hmm. you get the most must-see guy, The Miz. I mean, he can make anything. And then you have a talent like Dexter Loomis, who his entire character he has crafted uh, back in NXT and now returning to or debuting on the main roster, I should say, returning to WWE. Putting those two together, I think, was the smartest decision because uh, Miz can sell everything Loomis does um, and it's it's a supernatural kind of vibe without feeling corny like it's supernatural kind of like how the Undertaker is you know it's supernatural you understand it's not real but you're invested in it you know what I mean I 100% agree and it 
it for me it really started with that steel cage match when the Miz was pretty much gonna win yeah. that match. He was yeah. gonna win the belt. He's going over and Dexter's just under the and ring. You gotta give props to the camera him. angles. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And his face, his face yes. is what gets me. His like that. I don't know. Just, his face just freaks me out. I'm pretty sure in NXT, from all from the moment he started his debut to when he got released, I don't think he blinked once. The man has never blinked on TV. Uh, he just he's so invested in this character and having the management and the bookers behind this booking too. It's honestly surprising that they don't have a match at Extreme Rules. Yeah. Now there is nothing booked for Extreme Rules with the Miz and. Uh, Dexter, I don't know what they can really do. Obviously, a match won't be booked. I don't mm. see that happening, especially just with a SmackDown show. But I'd like to see something happen, and that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. When there's Raw segments that aren't necessarily the Miz segments or the Miz matches, something will usually happen. So maybe that's kind of what might happen at Extreme Rules, but hey. I don't know. But back to what actually did happen on Monday Night Raw. Judgment Day, uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest took on AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio. Logan, what did you have to make from this match? Yeah, I mean, the whole Rey Mysterio feud I actually really enjoy. Um, With the Judgment Day, Dominic turning, obviously. And their interactions with AJ have been really interesting. with Because AJ... Like, kind of turned on Ray, blamed him, Ray exited, and then the Judgment Day attacked him. I didn't really like that, but I understand it. You know, Finn saying, I'm your only friend. It's kind of like, you know, Stockholm Syndrome, mm-hmm. where your attacker or abuser you start to trust and rely on. Maybe that's how they're playing it. I'm not sure. It's in tricky waters right now. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. I really love this storyline, mm. actually, and I didn't think I would. When it first, like, kind of happened and Ray t- or Dominic turned, I was like, what's he doing? This yeah. is this is going to be silly. And especially with Dominic's wrestling, like, he's not the best in-ring wrestler. I think he's actually pretty bad. So I'm like, I Interesting. feel – Do you like Dominic's I wrestling? I mean, I like Dominic. I think a heel gimmick works for him. I think it does, too. It's just he needs to change now his moves because his moveset is nearly entirely based on Ray's, mm-hmm. which isn't a heel moveset. You know? so, but we haven't even – I don't think we've seen a match with Dominic yet where he wasn't getting beat by Edge in, like, right. two minutes. Uh, but I think it's a really good place for him to be under someone like Finn, someone like Damian, uh, guys who, even though Damian's new to WWE – He's been putting work in on the indies for probably over a decade now. Yeah. So. No, you. I mean, you went right where I was going, where, like, I think him with a heel gimmick with the Judgment Day will actually help. And I think what they're doing with Rhea oh, and, yeah. like, how she's, like, the mommy girlfriend type yeah. vibe, I think is, like, so fire. And Dominic, when he said, I, I hate you, like, I hate you, or I mm-hmm. hate my dad, I was like, this is, like, you know, this is Triple H is doing right yeah, here. Yeah, like and there's he, definitely there's definitely traces of Eddie in him. You can yeah. definitely see it. Yeah. Um, which I hope they start playing on if they do decide to go into a father son feud, which I think is where we're heading. Yeah, I think it, I think that's what will happen. I kind of want to say more, but I think I'm gonna keep it for when we actually get to the breakdown. Yeah. Of the Finn Balor match at Extreme Rules. Uh, because there's a lot I kind of want to say, but I feel like I'm going to start talking about 
Extreme Rules yeah, series. Yeah. No, so I'm not no going to get into no it. But let's talk about the U.S. Championship match. Bobby Lashley uh, took on Mustafa Ali. I thought it was a great match. What did you think? Logan? Oh, absolutely. I think um, when it comes to someone with the stature and size of Bobby Lashley, putting them against someone like a, a Mustafa Ali, a Ricochet, a Cedric, who can really show how powerful those guys are, works wonders. It's a it's a tried and true match. Mm. You know, David versus Goliath, uh, strength versus speed. And seeing Bobby just destroy Ali but Ali's still making it at, like, 9.99 count out of the ring. Right. Insane. And the respect shown afterwards, there was a post on Instagram where they, they like, fist bumped. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's a solid match. I'm not a huge fan about, like, I'm not a huge Bobby Lashley fan, but I respect the work he puts in. No, you know, I agree. And it's kind of back to, like, the wrestling aspect of, like, Bobby Lashley isn't my favorite mm-hmm. wrestler in ring talent-wise. However, I will say Bobby Lashley, I think he's improving on his wrestling uh, oh, ability. And as he should, as the U.S. champion, I think he should put more emphasis on his actual wrestling. And the way he was able to storytell that match, I thought was really good on his part. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I have to give credit to Ali, too, because it was Oh, great. my God. That spear where yeah. he did a oh, yeah, turn awesome. him inside out. Yeah, it was awesome. So... I really I did enjoy that match as well. Uh, something else that happened on Monday Night Raw, Rollins and Riddle had their face off, and it's probably my favorite storyline on Raw. Right oh yeah, now. I mean, you know, you you watch MMA, UFC. Sure. Did this not remind you of when they have the press conference and they're sitting across the tables just spitting words oh, yeah. at each other? That's a hundred percent what it was. It they have they've really heightened riddles mma background because he is he's a former fighter he was good he was a great fighter yeah and on the indies riddle was the hard i'll kick your face in and then smile to the crowd after whereas when he came to wwe it was kind of like yeah he's still cool but he's more of that silly gimmick we're really seeing what riddle can do right now to where you know a few months ago when he was challenging reigns for the title i was like Maybe it'd be cool, but now I can see him as a main event talent. Yeah, 100%. I think that I think Riddle always kind of had a lot of potential, Mm -hmm. and Rollins brought that out of him just in this entire storyline, not just like on Raw, but what's been happening the past few months with these guys. I think really brings out a side of Riddle that we haven't seen yet that I really like, and I can see. And this kind of gets into what I'm going to say later, yeah, too. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say this. I think it's like the Riddle push. Like, I oh, think yeah. they're definitely giving Riddle the push. And, and I love it. There's you got to give kudos to Seth. Right. In the last year, everyone that Seth touches turns to gold. He can make, you know, a one-week feud into the best thing that's happening there. Their interaction at SummerSlam, one of my favorites, a great pay-per-view, mm-hmm. sorry, premium live event, a great uh, event, and their slight maybe five-minute interaction, best part of it, because of Seth. Seth knows how to bring out the best in whoever he's across the ring from, and it's no different with Riddle. Yeah, I agree, and that's like, that is Seth's spot, I mm-hmm. feel like. That's what I said, like, Seth brought out that side of Riddle 
that we as fans wanted to see. Yeah. And it, it's I'm very excited for their pit match. I did think the uh, the DC video that was obviously pre-recorded yeah. was pretty corny. I wasn't. I I mean I get it, you know, because you kind of got to throw him in there somehow since he's going to be the referee mm-hmm. of their match. But like the video itself, I think it would have been really cool. If they just went full into the UFC MMA gimmick, right? Had them sitting at different tables with uh, Cormier sitting in the middle, mediating it like a Dana White kind of figure. Um, that's just like I like that kind of right delving into it deeper instead of just face to face because they couldn't touch each other either, right. which is why those shots hit even harder. Mm-hmm. I I think if DC would have called in live, it would have made all the difference difference Mm -hmm. for me like you could tell it was obviously pre-recorded and his tone and vibe didn't actually match what was going on in the ring yeah so i was like ah but besides that this is great storyline and overall i think raw was pretty good no yeah no absolutely i think raw was one of the raw has been must see tv yeah ever since SummerSlam, i'd say yeah i would say i mean in terms of raws that i've been watching i wouldn't put this in my top five that I've Mm -hmm. seen in a while. But with that being said, it was still a great Raw. Oh, absolutely. And it's a lot better than most of the SmackDown product that I've been watching where SmackDown is always hit or miss. I feel Really? I feel, yeah. So I think SmackDown's either really good or really bad. I actually think SmackDown will be good this weekend Mm -hmm. um, or this weekday, (laughs) this Friday. But, yeah, I mean, for me, like, as a newer or a returning fan, SmackDown just hasn't. That's hasn't interesting. Done it I don't know why, because I, I I think they're both on par with each other. I think SmackDown may have some of the better matches and matchups. I think they have the better wrestlers too. That's also, but Raw has the better storytellers. With like we said, Miz and Loomis. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn is really getting to show what he's doing right now, and then Seth and Riddle just carrying the feuds. Yeah, no, it's def. That's a hundred percent what it is for me. Is I, I the raw storylines are what carries it for me. But let's get into SmackDown since we're talking about it. Solo's taking on Ricochet, Logan. What do you think about this match? You know, I would say I'm the biggest Solo Sokoa supporter, mm-hmm. but I think that honor goes to the honorary Oos Sami Zayn. <laughs> I, I love everything Solo. When I see Solo, I think of his uncle Umaga. I think of the Wild Samoans. Uh, I believe those are his uncles, his great uncles, or some something along those lines. I see the roots, which is what the bloodline should be. It should be showing the roots of that huge Anawahi family. And Solo just has bits and pieces from everyone, but it's the best bits and pieces. I think he's a talent that we need to look look at and watch as the future goes on. No, I think he was a a, a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, what I was trying to say. For the bloodline, uh, and just like kind of what's going on there. In terms of this match, though, I kind of want to see Ricochet win it. Really? Yeah. Why's that? Why's that? Uh, I don't. I think so. Something to learn about me, since this is kind of I'm. You you've heard Logan before, if you're an avid you know uh, professional wrestling listener here on Sports Power Talk. I like good talented wrestlers. It's yeah. like one of my things. Like if they can. Yes, I love mic skills. If they can, you know, talk on the mic well, that's great. Tell a story in the ring, that's great. But I like impressive wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's Ricochet. I think Ricochet is a very good wrestler. And I think that SmackDown hasn't... They've been literally using him as the guy to just go ahead and beat. You want to yeah. Just go ahead and beat up on old Ricochet. 
I'm tired of it. But Solo will most likely win because that is who they're pushing right now. Yeah, I agree with that, that Ricochet's been that guy to put over uh, someone else. But when looking at the array of talent, who better than Ricochet? Ricochet is like Seth Rollins in the fact that if you put anyone across from him, he's going to make them look like gold. I agree. It could be... You know, Solo has this kind of powerhouse vibe to him where he can fly around a little bit like the Usos, but also has the strength of Roman Reigns, which is why I think he's a great wild card in the bloodline. Um, So he can muscle around Ricochet, but he can also match speed with Ricochet, which not a lot of people can do. Yeah, that's true. No, and I really do like Solo, too. I just don't know where – what are they doing with Solo? What's the end goal with him? Mm -hmm. Get a belt. Yeah. That'd be my guess, but where and what? Yeah, I mean, looking at the talent right now, I don't see him dethroning Walter or Sheamus, depending on who wins that Intercontinental Championship match, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Maybe Bobby Lashley, you know, maybe they go after Raw. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, everyone has a Raw and a SmackDown belt besides the honorary Ooze. Sami Zayn. um, The best member. The the best member of the bloodline. Um, his little, th- his little interactions with Jay always put a smile on my face. Um, but I don't know. I think Solo's at least right now with the bloodline is someone who doesn't even need a belt okay. to feel important. Yeah, that's fair. No, I agree. And it's just, no, I guess I don't like not knowing, but I, I do like not knowing sometimes, but I also like to know sometimes. So with Solo, it's like, I, if I knew, I think it would give me better like clearance mm-hmm. for him to beat a ricochet but since i don't kind of know it's like i don't know if i want him to beat a ricochet but yeah. enough of that match i think you're gonna take solo yeah again. i mean absolutely i think although i would love to see a ricochet push mm-hmm. right now i don't think it's time just with the the ones who are holding the belt i agree i'm going solo i i do want to see ricochet win because i'm tired of seeing him lose but yeah. i do think solo will win let's talk about logan paul and uh, Roman Reigns, I just, I mean, I'll go first here, switch mm-hmm. it up. Logan Paul is one of the reasons I actually got back into watching professional wrestling. Interesting. I, I've, I've listened to Impulsive since the first episode. Mm-hmm. I've never missed one. I, I, they're like oh, close to the 300s now. Yeah. Uh, and so I really like Logan Paul. He's a great wrestler in such a short period of time. What he was able to do at SummerSlam, I was like, holy crap. You would have thought this dude wrestled in the indies for five years. But, like, he's actually really good. With that being said, why is he the guy that's challenging the tribal chief? Yeah. Why Why was that his push? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my question. I don't why I th- why was that the push? I think it's the best decision. Honestly, I do. Because Drew Drew just faced Reigns at Clash of the Castle, lost. Karrion just came in. Mm-hmm. He needs to earn that match with Reigns, which is why we have Drew and Karrion in the strap match later. Then you look at who else? Who else on SmackDown? Walter, but he's having stuff with Sheamus. He's the IC champion. You know, you look at maybe they give Ricochet a push. Is Ricochet dethroning the Tribal Chief? But you throw in this wild card of Logan Paul, 
you know, how do you train for a Logan Paul? How do you train for someone who's only had two matches? Yeah. You know, people say that they watch the tapes. Well, if you're facing Seth Rollins, yeah, you have years of tapes. If you're facing Logan Paul, you have two matches that maybe last an hour. Mm-hmm. That's not a whole lot to train for. I think it's a wild card. Does he win? That's a whole different story. I think uh, they're going to go a different direction. But I I don't think it's as random as some people think it is. Right. I, no, I don't think it's that random either. I definitely, like, when it comes to this face-to-face on SmackDown, is going to really help determine my opinion on it. Yeah. Because from that press conference, that was kind of rough in my opinion, and mainly because Logan Paul's still working on his mic skills, and Roman Reigns has since he's entered the WWE. I wouldn't say he's gotten to a good, good mic level. Mm-hmm. Like, he's good at talking on the mic out. He's a lot better than he was. Oh, yeah. But he's nowhere near lots of other guys on the roster. Oh, no, without a doubt. So how they do this face-to-face is really going to help. And I, yeah, I like it. It's just like, why? But mm. that's that's a good reasoning if that's what you think, if they're going to push uh, Carrie in here. Besides that, I, I couldn't tell you why. But unless, the, the only other thing I could tell you is if, Logan Paul is going to be the one to beat if Roman Reigns. That's, I, that's the only other reason I see this happening. I promise you right now, on air, mark it down, October 5th, 2022, if Logan Paul dethrones the Tribal Chief as either the Universal, the WWE, or the WWE Universal Champion, I probably will never do a WWE podcast again. Because... With especially with Triple H as a booker right now, where do you go from Logan Paul dethroning a how long is this now? 900 day, 800 day, something like that. Yeah. Day rain, it would be it would just be a moment for a moment, right. you know what I mean? Instead of a moment to build upon, yeah. I think, well, I don't know, Logan. I don't see it happening but i see logan paul long term i genuinely think logan paul will be wrestling for at least the end of the year Mm -hmm. right which means if he loses this match he's still going to be around but what do they do with him then i don't know something right but if he can if he wins it and they they tell the story right i think it could be fire but maybe that's just because i i am more of a Logan Paul fan. Yeah, I mean that's where our that's where our opinions differ, uh, but that's that's not today's issue. No, no, no that's no, no. not. Yeah, let's get into uh, let's get into the intercontinental intercontinental. I, there we go. There Championship match. Uh, Walter taking on Sheamus this Friday. Who do you got? Oh uh, well. And then at, if you want, we can get into the actual Donnie Brook match off of off of what you think's going to happen on SmackDown. Yeah. Um well I completely forgot just because I'm so stubborn and bullheaded. It is Gunther, not Walter. Oh yeah, it is um, Gunther. My bad. It's you know this matchup has been insane. But I didn't see it going anywhere after Clash of the Castle. 
So this match kind of scares me because if if Walter win or sorry, if Gunther wins, Sheamus just took two L's in a row. Mm-hmm. If Sheamus wins, they just took the IC title off of the greatest mid-card contender that SmackDown has. It's really a double-edged sword here because does Sheamus need a win? Maybe. Does Sheamus need the IC championship over Gunther? That's I couldn't see that happening. Well, here's the thing. I see Sheamus losing, mm-hmm. and I think he does take another loss on his record mm-hmm. because Saturday he will win. That's kind of how I see it. I, I don't see him winning and then winning again mm-hmm. at Extreme Rules. So I see him losing here and then being able to win at Extreme Rules. And I completely disagree. Wow. I see him losing. So that, that makes sense. You don't. I see him losing on Friday. And then losing again. And then losing again. Oh. Because this is Imperium's first big match back, you know, together, reunited as the force. Although the Brawling Brutes, uh, Seamus Ridge Holland and Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunne, uh, have the maybe one up. May, they may have the edge because it's an Irish Donnybrook match, whatever that means. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but I think the combination of Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, that tag team with Gunther leading them, miles and miles and miles ahead of Seamus, Rich Holland, and Butch. Really? Yeah. See, here's the thing. I like what they're doing with the Brutes. This is their match. Mm-hmm. This is... The Donnie Brook match. I don't know if it's gonna to be tornado style. Like I would hope so. That's what I kind of want it to be I, as well. One the one of the biggest things I hate in wrestling is no DQ matches where the tag teams have to tag in and out. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. That, that baffles me every time they do it. Well, how I assume this is gonna be, it's gonna be like an Irish pub setting. Oh, so they, not even in the ring. No, no, no. Oh, in okay, the ring. okay. But like they got like tables yeah. and like a bar style. Yeah. And all these, I don't know, Irish canes or see, something around. And then I see the Brawling Brutes mm-hmm. winning in that match. Yeah, I. So you just you just implemented a thought in my head. The old uh, APA uh, pub exactly, brawls. Exactly. Exactly. If they did that. Like, actually, in a pub, maybe I'd give the edge to the Brawling Brutes. Just because they're in that setting. Right. Uh, But if they just did, like, the ring and then uh, made it look like an Irish pub, it's the ring. The sacred ring of Imperium. Like, I don't see them losing. I just don't. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I mean, I I don't... First disagree of the night. Yeah, first disagreement. I, I don't see it. I... Honestly, don't know if it's Aperium's time yet. I think they do get the push. Really? But I don't know if it's their time. So you think it's the Brawling Brutes' time? Yeah, I do. Wow. I yeah. I I just I don't even know what to say to you right now because I <laughs> I mean, ri- Why so not? so Sheamus is not the end of his, uh, the end of his rope. You know, he may have a couple more years left in him, but he's going to be enhancement. You know, Butch, Pete Dunn, whatever you want to call him. He's going to be a star for the next decade, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Ridge Holland isn't. No matter if he's under Sheamus's wing, if he's learning from these two greats, he's not. I He hasn't improved since day one. 
Whereas Imperium, since the first moment I locked eyes on them all those years back in NXT, they were stars, instant stars. And they have proven it every single match, every single segment since since uh, last SmackDown when they, I believe it was Giovanni Vinci who had a match. I may be wrong on that. But they keep proving it. They right. keep, each one plays a role. You don't see one lesser than the other. Whereas in the Brawling Brutes, Rich Holland is that, you know, lagging behind. Right. Well, to your point, Logan, Triple H, I mean, did a great job with Imperium in NXT. Mm-hmm. Triple H is in control of WWE now. So that that's a great point. You know, is he trying to give Imperium that push? I think this is a longer storyline than it just ends on Saturday uh, at Extreme Rules. Yeah. I think it goes on more. So if that's the case... Can you kind of see my point if it, more if the Brawling Brutes win? I don't see it going on. I really what? don't see where you go from here. Well, where are they going to go? Are That's, they going to go straight to I mean, the next line? the next one would be this I'll do a I'll I'll, I'll let you into my mind a little book. bit. Book, yeah, book I'll book, I'll do a little fantasy booking. Um when it was announced that Survivor Series will have two War Games matches, a men and a women's. The first thing I thought of was Imperium and the Bloodline. And now that you have Solo Sokoa to take Roman's role, so Roman can actually face someone for the world title, whether whether it be Karrion Cross, Drew McIntyre. Well, <laughs> well, that's what I think is Sammy can. It, it'll be the Usos, Solo and Sammy against Imperium. Or maybe just the Usos and Solo against Imperium. Um, and I just don't see where I don't see the Brutes and Imperium being in that War Games match. I think Imperium needs to be in that War Games match. You know, I want to see Walter throw someone against a cage. That's just that's mm-hmm. that's that's something I need to happen soon. Yeah, I just I don't know. I my my main reasoning is I don't see Sheamus winning. On Friday, mm-hmm. and I don't see him losing twice. I was or three times. Yeah, that would be three in a row. I that, so that's like my base logic on why I don't see this happening. Yeah, I mean it's respectable, but it's got to be the first disagreement of the night. Yeah, I just I can't see a future where this match continues to go on and it not get stale too. Yeah. All right, so. That's our first match, yeah. first disagreement, actually, of Extreme Rules, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. That's, I guess we kind of talked about SmackDown and Yeah, Extreme it Rules melded there. together with those uh, the last of SmackDown and the beginning of Extreme Rules. Sure, so we can get into the second fight of Extreme Rules, which there isn't an actual order yet. This mm-hmm. is the order that we have on our outline, uh, but Bianca Belair and Bailey in a ladder match. By the way, I love that this is a ladder match. The first ever uh women's ladder match for a women's title i love it that's it's insane awesome. um it doesn't really make a lot of sense but i love it because why not i think it does i mean because bailey's character right now is chasing those that dominance you sure. know bailey was in the first ever iron women's match mm-hmm. she was in she she mentioned that she was in the first of a lot of things she was the first uh Grand Slam Women's Champion, where she held NXT, Raw, and SmackDown uh, championships. She's also 
was the first ever women's tag team champions with Sasha Banks. So her being in the first women's ladder match makes yeah, sense yeah, to me. Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, that's a good point. So I'll, I'll go into mine first. Mm-hmm. I think there are ways for Bianca to lose her title because it is a ladder match, mm-hmm. right? If damage control gets involved. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And I don't really like damage control. What do you think about really? Damage? Oh, Why don't right. you like it? I think it's, I, it's a, it's an L faction. An L faction? In yeah. what way? I don't think they fit together. And I think Bailey is meant to be a solo act. No, no, no. Bailey, Bailey needs lackeys. Bailey needs lackeys, especially heel Bailey. And what better athletes, what better lackeys than EO Sky and Dakota Kai? You think Bailey could be a great heel solo? I think she could, but... I think she'd be a but, better one. But this this form of Bailey right now reminds me of 2015 Rollins, where if she gets this title, she's going to be just like him, letting other people take the fall, running away. Yeah. You know, not letting... Because my favorite thing is when I... When a babyface has to chase a heel, has to chase that title, because when they win it, that much greater. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't like damage control. Uh, I mean, it's I, not changing my mind, man. But I, I can appreciate the things you're saying. I can't necessarily disagree with them. I just don't think it works. I'm not a fan of it. Who, would you Would you implement anyone else besides those two, or just no. you don't like people with Bailey? Yes, that and I. I just as a whole, I don't think it all works. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not. A Man, we're just we're fan. just disagreeing all, all over the place now. Well, maybe we'll agree. Maybe we'll agree. I see Bailey winning it, and I know that the rumors are out there where you know Bianca's supposed to have her belt for a lot longer, mm-hmm. and I know that Bailey held the title the Monday Night Raw before. Yeah, she never like hold the title. Ninety five percent chance they lose statistically if they hold the belt. However, I still see Bailey winning this because I see Damage Control doing something fishy mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily that bianca belair lost her title yeah it's that someone else did something damage control mm-hmm. and bailey was able to steal it from yeah. her. so that's that's what i think happens so bianca belair when i first saw her in i didn't even see her in nxt the first time i ever saw bianca belair was on wwe's youtube channel or peacock or the network or something like that where they showed nxt the performance center them training and bianca was setting records she was breaking records making history she caught my eye never caught a title in nxt won the rumble beat sasha banks and when she beat becky at mania i was excited because I thought we were seeing a new side of Bianca, you know, maybe some better matchups. Every matchup besides Becky at SummerSlam, in my opinion, hasn't been there. Mm. Just hasn't been to the level I think she could reach, which is why I've kind of been hoping that they take the belt off her. And, you know, when it comes down to it, if you need to take a belt off Bianca Belair, right now, who's better than Bailey? So I, yeah. I think... Although we disagree about damage control, we do agree that Bailey should walk out as the Raw Women's Champion. No, I agree. And I have nothing against Bianca either. I think she's no. great. I think 
she will continue to be great without a belt mm-hmm. if she loses. But for Bailey right now, they're pushing her so hard to where I don't know what they do if she loses this ladder match. I it's kind of like I want her to win. Yeah. Uh, because I like Bailey that much. So we'll see. But we do agree on one match. Yeah. My the biggest thing going into this match too is if Bailey loses. Who's the next heel to face Bianca? Right. All the good, in my opinion, stars right now on Raw in the women's division, you know, Alexa, Asuka, Candice LeRae, a new addition, they're all faces. Who are the heels? Damage control. Damage control. And so if Bailey loses, do you see Io Sky beating Bianca? Do you see Dakota Kai? Do you see a rematch because Bailey won the title in a cheap, dirty way? Yes, I do. And then from there, I from would... From there, I don't know. From there? Well, that's what I'm saying. From there, Bailey can then face... I don't know who would even win that match. I would give it to Bailey. I would give her both dubs. Because um, then from that point, you can have Bailey versus Alexa, Bailey versus Asuka, Bailey versus LeRae. Mm-hmm. And those storylines, those can take you to next year. Oh, 100%. You know, next mania. 100%. In the meantime, Bianca can be grinding. You know, she has the fan base behind her. More. Give it more. More fans, more support, more cheers, more reactions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they go with it either with Bianca. I mean, for for a while, and I still can see it happening, I can see us being wrong, but I can see Bianca winning it and holding this belt all the way until Mania. Mm-hmm. I really can see that. I just, I'm going to let my other vision overpower that vision. Yeah. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to take uh, Bailey in this match. So... One to one. Yeah. You know, we agree on one, disagree on one. Next match, I'm so excited for this match, Logan. Edge taking on Finn Balor in an I quit match. The good old referee walking around with the mic. Yep. Do you quit, Edge? Do you quit, Finn? Yeah. And like one of the, I'm just so excited. I'll give this one to you first, Logan. What do you think about this match? Yeah. So when this was, I've been clamoring for Edge versus Finn since edge returned you know we got edge versus styles all these dream matches but now we get edge versus finn where finn is that guy you know he's he has triple h behind him to be able to showcase himself and in an i quit match i i decided to do a little bit research into the i quit match uh while watching an old it was breaking point 09 orton and cena great match if you haven't watched it what are you doing go watch it um after this podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in my research, Edge and Finn Balor have never competed in an I quit match. I don't even think they've competed in a submission match. So this we're seeing we're gonna see new sides of Edge and Finn. Obviously, we know Edge, the ultimate opportunist, he can get psychotic, he can get dangerous. Mm-hmm. But so can Finn. Finn can get that prince side of him. He I don't see him bringing out the demon, but we know he can be dangerous. Right. So I, I suspect this match, maybe match of the night, honestly. Maybe yeah. match of the night. No, I can see that too. Coming into my breakdown, Finn was treated great in the NXT. And I have to give Triple H a lot of the credit there. Yeah. Triple H is back. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going to keep bringing this up because it's relevant. Yeah. And I think they finally want to push Finn, which I think is great. But then I thought to myself, this, Logan, I thought, 
I don't see someone like Edge actually saying the words I quit. I see Edge near death before I see him saying the words I quit. But if they're going to push Finn, how is Edge going to say I quit, right? And then I started making up a couple Okay, you ideas. fancy booking? I I had just, you know, a little, just a little ideas bit. of what could happen okay. in this match. Number one, Beth and Rhea had something yeah. going on. I could see I I see Edge quitting if someone else's lives are in danger. Yeah. So if something if you see Beth in the crowd that night or Beth comes out, just kind of already expect that's gonna have to do something with the Extreme Rules match or with the I quit match for sure at Extreme Rules, in my opinion. Or something with Ray and Dominic. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know how I feel about that actually happening because how things last happened when they were all kind of in the ring together, that raw, it seemed like Edge was kind of fed up with Ray mm-hmm. in a sense. So I see the Beth Rhea thing more likely happening, and I do actually see Edge saying I quit. But if none of those things happen, I have to give the win to Edge because mm-hmm. I don't see Edge ever saying I quit. But then, like, what were they doing with Finn Balor? Because I thought it was Finn Balor push time. I thought that's what Triple H wanted to do. I think that's what Finn Balor deserves. Oh, yeah. And it would really help kind of everything. What do you think, Logan? What do you, th- what do you have to say about all my Yeah, my so I, I originally, I thought it was going to be Ray in peril, Dominic, like, about to do something. Mm-hmm. Edge, I quit. Um, that way you could boost the Ray-Dominic feud, mm-hmm. maybe get it started, maybe... You know, Ray takes a few and then comes out later in a few months. Um, I like your Beth theory. I got a better one, though. Go ahead. Hit me. Edge and Finn in the ring fighting. You know, no judgment day. Then Edge has Finn in peril. Like, you know, he Finn's in the corner like, no, no, like all scared. Edge is coming up to him. The screen, you see Edge's daughters and Beth in their home with Priest and Dominic, and Rhea. That's where Edge says I, says I quit. When family, Yo. the entire family, not just Beth, the entire family's in peril. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I could see Triple H doing something. I mean, like we that. just we saw Loomis yeah. enter Miz's home. So yeah. I mean, they're not they're not not willing to do a home invasion angle. Yeah, I could see them doing it again. That's interesting. I don't know if I fully. I think that would be better. I don't know if I see that happening over, over yeah. something like a Ray and Dominic, which mm-hmm. in the end is probably what actually will end up happening to set up that storyline. I see that as the most like real. But I, I think that we can both agree that it would be kind of cool to build on this Edge Finn storyline a little more because same thing to uh, Sheamus. What's left of Edge kind of at if he loses to Finn Balor in an yeah. I quit match? I think that's the only way to keep Edge's dignity. Right. Is family man Edge. Yeah. Fighting for his family. He came back after nine years for his girls, for his wife, mm-hmm. um, and for his dream. Um, where we go from here, I don't know. Edge can pretty much have a feud with anyone. We saw that last uh, January with The Miz, where Miz and Maurice took on uh, Beth and Edge. It, it really depends where they want to go and who they pair him with. Um, but Finn needs this win, especially after losing at Clash, Clash at the Castle against Edge and Ray. Uh, Finn hasn't gotten a big win in a long time. Yeah, and I think the Judgment Day push 
is great. Oh, yeah. And I love it. And I love Judgment Day. And that's where I want to see faction-wise go with Bloodline. I want to see some Bloodline Judgment Day. Interesting. I think it'd be awesome. Because I think they're both kind of... They have those dark senses of them. Not as much Bloodline, Mm -hmm. obviously. But where it's just like kind of like who's like the meanest, baddest of them all. I don't know if I'd like that just because it'd be heel versus heel. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I do think it would be cool. And that's just another thing, too. It's If damage control gets the push, what do they do now? I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. know what goes from there. So who do you all – are you taking Finn? Oh, yeah, 100%. Even if this – even if Edge just says I quit out of it, that damages Edge, yeah, but it builds Finn. And that's where I think they need to go is build Finn. Finn Finn right now, especially since Judgment Day really doesn't have a leader right now, you know? Some people say it's Rhea. Some people say it's Finn. I've heard some people think it's Damien. Finn needs to be the leader. He needs to be the one who's fighting for those big titles. Um, And this win against Edge in an I Quit match, especially making a legend like Edge say I Quit, it's going to boost him 100%. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be wrong, but when was the last time that we saw the Demon... Finn Balor was that at Extreme. It was Rules? at Extreme Rules last year. last year when that awful spot. That awful, awful spot of him getting resuscitated and then falling from the top rope. Right. And we have not seen the demon since. since. Might be kind of cool if he comes back a year later. I don't think we need him. I, I think, think it'd be so cool. I though. think in an I Quit match, like imagine Finn leaves. Like leaves the the screen, goes backstage somewhere you don't see Finn for a while. Lights cut out. Finn comes back, demon mode. Yeah, but but that would, heel that, Finn, would give, that would give Edge a solid reason to say I quit. It's I like it, but when I associate Finn, when he's heel, he's the prince. You know, he's he's the bullet club. Finn. No. Yeah, I agree. Face Finn is where the demon comes out. Because he has to reach into those demons. Whereas Finn Heal, those demons are right there. Right He's not there. masking it with the face paint. No, was... I, yeah, I really agree. I don't see the demon coming out. I'm just, I'm it, just No, it would be, it would be good. Throwing out some food for thought. Because you haven't seen him in a year. No. Um, but I think the demon especially needs to be a spectacle. You know? I No, I agree. Um, and having no build to it would be a nice pop. I just don't see it working with the Judgment Day gimmick right now. Um, the demon. Yeah, so we are both taking Finn Balor over Edge in mm-hmm. this match. Next match, Extreme Rules match. Let's talk about Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. I'll give it to you first this time, Logan. What do you think about this match? Yeah, I mean, Liv's really coming to her own. Uh, when when it was around WrestleMania season and people were saying, live for champion, live for champion, I was like, that'd be cool, but not right now. And then she won Money in the Bank. And then she won the title. And I was like, oh, they're doing it right now. Okay, where are we going from this? I liked her match at SummerSlam. I liked her match with Shayna Baszler. Although I would have had Shayna win, I think they're going in a direction right now. So I'm going to do a little fantasy booking. Go ahead. You know, put on my fantasy booker hat. Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. Ronda has Liv. You know how she likes to grab the arm and do a little bad talking before setting in the arm bar? Shayna comes out. Shayna attacks Ronda. 
Liv wins. So now we get Ronda versus Shayna, two former MMA fighters, two friends. You know, they were part of the four horsewomen of the UFC fighting, and we get NXT Shayna. We get that Shayna that in her second pay-per-view match for NXT knocked her shoulder back into place live on air. That Shayna. That Shayna that when you see her across the ring, you run and hide. She's the one who needs to dethrone Morgan, not Ronda Rousey. No, that's interesting, and I think that's 100% fair because I would say I think Love Morgan's time is also near the end of her reign. I don't see her losing the Ronda. Ronda. Mm-hmm. I kind of went a different way. Okay. I want to see some Charlotte Flair. Oh, my. You're a Charlotte Flair fan? I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I, it's kind of what I want to see. I think it'd be cool. It's extreme rules match. There's no rules. That's the, that's the whole premise of the match. Charlotte return. Charlotte returns, comes back. Liv still wins, but sets up that feud between Liv Morgan and Charlotte, and then Charlotte can get the belt. If I never see Charlotte on SmackDown or Raw again, wow, I'll be fine with Why? it. Why? I'll be fine. Why? I just don't. I just. She's cool. She was cool. What has she changed or done different in the last five years? Nothing. She's been the same queen. Neither did Ric Flair. I don't. I'm not even a huge Ric Flair fan. Oh, honestly, yeah, that's your answer. Not a huge Ric Flair you fan. You got no taste. Okay. You <laughs> no a shot. Ric Flair was good. Even in like factions, like Evolution and stuff, he still stuck to the Ric Flair gimmick. He was always Ric Flair. Just like Charlotte Flair has always kind of been Charlotte Flair. Yeah, but when you have other people on the roster like Shayna, like Liv, um, like Rhea, like the ones on Raw, SmackDown's women division is really lacking right now, which I think is very evident. I agree. I, in think, these... they need a, I think they need a little flair, I would say. Oh, my God. I would re- – <laughs> I, I, I don't I – don't, I can see it happening, too, because of Triple H's relationship with Charlotte. Right. But at the moment, I don't care for her. Charlotte, Charlotte's like the final boss of the women's division. But she's like if Bowser never evolved through the Mario games. It was the same fight every single time. It's the same story with Charlotte. Babyface grinds her way to the top, dethrones Charlotte. Charlotte wins it in a few months. And then another another babyface grinds her way to the top, beats Charlotte. I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. Interesting. Well, it's just one of my ideas. I think I could see it happening at Extreme Rules, but I think we both agree that Liv's going to win this match. I think I think more than we agree that Liv wins the match, I think we both agree that Ronda loses the match. Yeah, Ronda That's, loses the uh, match, and I, I see Liv not having the title in three months. Absolutely. I don't see it. Maybe less. By Rumble, I would say, stretching it. By Rumble, yeah. she's she's not winning. She's not holding that title anymore. And I think that's great for her. I don't think she needs to have this title reign. No, for this super, was super long. and this title reign has really shown the strengths of Liv. Yeah. 100%. Liv has Liv has such a connection with the fans that prior to the title win, I don't think was there. I think this title win has boosted her with the fans. Which as a babyface, you need that. Right. So so we agree here we do. on Liv Morgan. I could see this next match being the main event. The only reason I don't is because I don't see them wanting to put up the pit and then taking down. down the pit just for 
the strap match. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of like how cool and significant, I think that Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross in the strap match could be a main oh, event yeah. in itself. Whether it actually is or not, we'll see. I think it will be the pit match because they're not going to want to take down that pit. But who knows? Who knows? Triple H, you never know. You never know. Logan, I'll throw it over to you. Give me your breakdown prediction and yeah. ultimately like who you think is going to win this fight. I am so, so, so glad Karrion Cross is back. And it's the Karrion Cross that we knew. Not the not the wearing the mask and the weird getup that he was on Raw a year or two ago. This is Karrion Cross, the threat. He's the one that if you're on SmackDown, you're looking over your shoulder. Is Karrion Cross there? Oh, no. Where's Scarlet? And when he first came back and attacked Drew, and then I believe attacked Roman, the first initial thought is, oh, he's going after Roman's titles. But having him have to face Drew first, I think is so good because it can now build him towards that Roman. Like, I beat Drew. You beat Drew. Now I'm going to beat you. I'm Dr. Seuss over here rhyming. Um, And I think a strap match is even more important, especially when... Carrion has in his repertoire throw moves like his uh, Doomsday Saido is that like spinning back drop um, or back to back soup back to belly suplex where and then his finisher is the straight jacket where he's up close and personal choking someone out whereas Drew his moves are more running you know power moves where he has to throw someone across the ring. Cross, I think the strap match may actually help Cross because he's a more closer, intimate opponent. I 100% agree. I, I'll keep it short, Logan. If Karrion Cross wants to be the man, like WWE wants him to be the man, he has to win this match. Oh, no, 100%. I mean, it's, it's simple as that, and I have no problem with it. Mainly because I love Drew McIntyre. I met Drew McIntyre when I was seven years old. He wasn't even... Drew. Chosen one, Drew. Yeah he, yeah, he was old, Drew. Good theme song, Drew. Is what I'll. <laughs> you don't I'll, like this theme? That's no, all right. Okay, but, okay. Dude, I respect it. I respect old, it. Yeah, old Broken theme, Dreams. Broken Dreams. Yeah. I can just listen to that song in my car. Absolutely. Without ever knowing it's a theme song. <laughs> I love that song. But no, I love Drew. It's. I'm, I'm done. I'm kind of done with Drew as a main guy. Yeah. And. It's this is literally perfect for both of them because Drew will be at his highest right now. So for Karrion to be able to beat him at his highest, I think is great. And for Drew, who somebody who I think is their time is going, him beating Karrion Cross makes no sense for Karrion because what's Karrion do losing to Drew McIntyre on his downfall. And then yeah. what does Drew McIntyre do if he beats Karrion Cross? Um Karrion, in my opinion, right now, I think should do what we kind of saw the fiend do all those years back, where everyone he faced changed. So I see right now Karrion decimating. Maybe not complete it's not a squash match by any means, mm-hmm. but decimating. Drew McIntyre. Overall, the dominant fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Drew then goes back to that Scottish psychopath. That's a broken man who's just out, cause chaos, destroy people. Carrion beats, maybe he beats Reigns. Reigns goes away. You know, go film his movies, go on vacation. He deserves it after these last two years. And I think everyone that touches Carrion Cross 
then needs to change because Carrion's his gimmick right now of uh, fall and pray, doomsday is coming, needs to change these guys. Anyone who comes across Carrion, win or lose, walks away a changed man. Yeah. And that may, that might bring us into the White Rabbit. I mean, maybe Carrion's the White Rabbit. No. <laughs> no way. No way. You want to talk about White, Ra- White Rabbit right now? Just get it over with. I think I think it makes the most sense after talking about Carrion Cross. Let's talk about it. So we're both taking Carrion Cross here. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Absolutely. It, matter of fact, this is. You want to do a lock, a lock of the night. Lock pick. This is my lock. Pick. Yeah. If I had to lock one winner, it's gonna be Carrion. Carrion Cross. Cross. White Rabbit theory. Mm-hmm. If if it's not Bray Wyatt, I think whoever it is, and I've kind of mentioned this to you already. They're gonna get. Buried. Mm-hmm. The fans are going to bury them. I also, I was thinking, maybe not Extreme Rules is the place to announce the White Rabbit, but like I started to really think about that. I wanted it to be Raw, mm-hmm. but I started to think about it more, and I'm like, if they keep like giving these little hints, like a, a White Rabbit hint on Extreme Rules has got to be really, really, really good mm-hmm. for them to push whoever it's going to be on a Raw or a SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So I actually went back on what I think, and I do think it probably will happen at Extreme Rules. And I think it's got to be Bray. If it's The Fiend, it's The Fiend. Mm -hmm. I like Hillbilly cult leader Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the greatest things at that time WWE had was that Bray Wyatt. If it is The Fiend, that's going to be okay too because they're pretty similar. But that's who I see it being. Who do you, who do you see it being? Yeah, I mean, so over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of hints. And this past Raw especially, I really, when I saw that QR code, instantly, I went to it. And I, I kind of started delving into it. And the code it gave was a quote from Dante's Inferno, the old story. And it was, before me, things create were none. Save things. Eternal and eternal I endure. And the last line wasn't in that quote, but or was it was in the quote, but wasn't in that QR code website that it sent to was abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Go back a little bit to when it was the Firefly Funhouse. That door, that white door, the sign on there said abandon all hope, ye mm. who enter here. Look at you digging. I know. Then dig a little bit more. At the bottom there was a binary code in the URL spelled out to Gacy. If you don't know, in NXT, there's a guy named Gacy who has a similar gimmick to old Bray. He's kind of that cult leader. You know, he does the spider walk, too. Like, he's really much a Bray type of character. Um, So what I see happening is in the Karrion cross match, Karrion beats Drew, walks away. Drew's in the middle of the ring. That's when Bray comes out. And we kind of get an assimilation of... Wyatt family Bray and Fiend Firefly Funhouse Bray. I agree. Where he's a cult leader, maybe not hillbilly cult leader, mm-hmm. but cult leader. And you see guys like Gacy, guys like Corbin, maybe Strowman, maybe someone else around Bray. And then he sends those guys, maybe not to do his bidding, but as a warning. Right. Like, I'm sending you these guys out of mercy, then I'm coming towards you. You know, it's not a fear thing like, 
with damage control where Bailey sends her lackeys. No, it's mercy when Bray sends someone like Corbin, someone like Gacy out at you. No. So I think we're getting a new faction. I think that's a great theory. And I think it makes a lot of sense too, right? Like, it's just, again, like, if you want to bring Corbin, okay, fine. But don't mm-hmm. make him the rabbit. No. Make it Bray. If it's yeah. not Bray, I just don't know who. Like, even <laughs> even if on WWE was originally booking the rabbit and they had it as somebody else, mm-hmm. I hope that they hit up Bray Wyatt after whoever they had and they said, hey, I'm sorry, this isn't going to be you. We got to yeah. do Bray And I here. love a good swerve if it's a reference here and there towards someone. Mm-hmm. But every reference has made it towards bray towards the fiend towards stuff that are like the picture that was on that website was of samson and his uh lover who betrayed him Mm -hmm. and bray made so many references to samson and those types of biblical figures in his old he did uh speeches his old promos and so you know with that sign of gacy you know maybe we see gacy come up and be under bray i would like to see be sick i would like to see lackeys because like i said i want bray to send people out as a mercy and you keep coming back all right i'm gonna finish you i'm gonna destroy you i think that's the bray we need no i agree i think i 100 percent agree i really have nothing else to say mm-hmm. except it better be bray wyatt and yeah. i love your idea in booking of it being that bray wyatt i definitely agree with it being a fiend cult leader mix that's kind of mm-hmm. how i imagined it too just more cult leader yeah than over the fiend but like i can i, I see i don't know how i see it but in my head i have a picture and it all kind of makes sense i just can't put it in yeah no i i think i understand because like you and look at to, before i let you go i also agree with you if it does happen it'll be during or after the drew mcintyre carrying yeah. cross match and because then maybe maybe crosses under Bray. If anything, like I don't see where else it would happen. Because mm-hmm. if it happens at extreme, another world. thing, especially with Bray. Yes, I liked that he held world titles, but a character like that didn't need him. Doesn't need a title. Like Dexter Loomis doesn't need a t- title. Undertaker, Kane, they don't need titles. Karrion Cross, I think he kind of needs a title. Mm-hmm. So if you have Cross. If, if if the faction is Wyatt, Corbin, Cross, and Gacy, you have Gacy going, maybe Gacy and Corbin going after tag titles. Maybe they're just running rampant. Cross going for main titles, and then Wyatt just sitting over them like, bring me those. Bring me the gold. I'm, I don't want to go after them. I don't want to hurt them. I will if I have to. That's that's a powerful That'd man. That'd be powerful sick. man. That'd be sick. So that gets me hyped. That'd it, be cool. it, it reckons back to when the Undertaker had the Ministry of Darkness, his faction. People held gold in oh, that one, I agree. but he yeah. didn't need to. Yeah. So. No, hundred percent. We'll move on from White Rabbit and get to the unannounced main event. What I think will be the main event because it's kind of taking place in the pit. Yeah. So I don't see him. I don't know. We'll see. But Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins taking on Matt Riddle. Logan, who's winning this pit match with Daniel Cormier as the guest referee? Yeah, so interestingly enough, Matt Riddle has yet to win a fight pit match. Although he was in the first one with Timothy Thatcher, the second fight pit he wasn't even in. It was Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. And so, you know, I'm. this is Matt's domain. He's in the cage. 
And when you have someone like DC refing, it's kind of like, well, I mean, he's going to probably help the MMA guy. But I got to say, Alex, it's got to be Seth no. freaking Rollins as I'm unveiling my shirt underneath the jersey I had on. Seth freaking Rollins is taking this match over Matt Riddle. I disagree. I disagree as you button up your shirt. <laughs> I – okay, Logan, I got to ask. Do you see DC holding the heel's hand? I do. And, I mean, wow. personally, I don't I don't know much about DC, but – Not much about I th- him. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated I think- heavyweight. That's Over a, okay, wow. He's um, one of the best, but I, I think it'd be too cliche having the MMA guy hold the MMA guy's hand up. Mm-hmm. You know, it in the first match, Angle Kurt Angle was the referee, so you expected Kurt Angle to hold up the face's hand. Another like actual athlete, a uh, martial artist. You know, Kurt obviously an Olympic gold medalist, won it with a broken freaking neck. Um, holding Matt Riddle's hand, but he didn't. He held up champ, uh, t- uh, Timothy Thatcher's hand. I think they're going to go the same way here where DC has to hold up Seth Rollins' hand. You know, probably the epitome of professional wrestling as we know it today is Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, don't get don't get it twisted. Seth is probably my favorite wrestler right now mm-hmm. in WWE. I, I'll say that. I'll make that statement. Yeah. It's Seth. And I'll say that Riddle is probably not one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. I'm not crazy about the Riddle gimmick. Really? He's earned a lot from me recently. But overall, I'm not a Riddle fan, right? Yeah. I I don't see DC being impartial in this match. But when I was writing my notes, I was writing that. I, I thought, what does he really do to make such a difference when you can only win via knockout submission? He can really only have like... A distracting mm-hmm. spot, and that's it. And I don't see the match maybe, ending off of a distracting. I mean, maybe like he low blows Matt, and then Seth hits the stomp, maybe, and that knocks him out. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I, I gotta go Riddle, mm-hmm. even though I don't want to. In my head, it just makes the most sense. Riddle has the fighting background, DC, UFC Hall of Famer. There's kind of already some a low-key beef between Seth and DC when DC was at Mania, Mm -hmm. I believe. So I'll be interested to see how this match works, but I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But I got to give it to Riddle. But if Rollins wins, I'll be very happy. I'm going to be ecstatic, actually. Yesterday when I was making my picks, I wrote down Riddle as the winner. And then... I was scrolling through Instagram. Credit to him. I I don't have his username right now, but he had a theory. Survivor Series happens. We get Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns again. Ladder match. Both titles above the ring. You know, it's an even match. All of a sudden, both men are on the ladders. Seth grabs the WWE title. Roman grabs the Universal title. They both rip it off and fall to the ground. Each man has the title. This is how you get one of those titles off of Roman Reigns. Because Raw right now is lacking a world champion. When was the last time uh, Reigns was on Raw? Wow. Yeah, and he's going to be on Raw uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. But this is a way to separate those belts. Because I know 
WWE right now is trying to figure out a way to do it to where it makes sense. Instead of just saying, you need to defend it on Raw. We're stripping you of this title. This is the way to do it. And who better than to put it on Seth? Who better? No, I agree. Then, I 100% agree. Especially if you have a screwy finish to where uh, DC low blows Matt, Seth hits the stomp. Matt can then come back and be like, hey, I'm not done with you. We're not done. Mm-hmm. You You can't say all those things and then chicken out and coward like that. Now you have a title. I'm getting that match. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I still – I can see that happening, and I think that does make a lot of sense, and I want to see Seth with a belt, mm-hmm. and I think it's fair. I don't know where theory plays in to all of this. I, what's your opinion on Austin Theory? You want to know something? I'll tell you my opinion on Austin. You want to know something? I'll tell you my opinion on Austin Theory. I don't like him, but, 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 but wait, 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 wait. I started to like him because of how much I don't like him. If that makes any sense. Like, when I see Austin Theory, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm so tired of this Austin Theory, dude. But yeah. I'm, like, also, like, I love to hate. Like, I love – and that's literally the definition of, like, a perfect heel in mm-hmm. a sense. Like, it's got to be somebody that you really actually don't like. If you yeah. want to talk about AEW – MJF is a great heel, but everybody loves MJF. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't work sometimes. Like, if he, he can try as hard as he can to be mean to the fans and be mean to all your favorites, but the crowd always pops when he comes out, and they're always cheering. Austin Theory, dude, I actually don't like Austin Theory. Yeah. But I think that makes me like him because I don't like him. That's yeah. my thought. I mean— Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. I It was the same way I felt growing up about Edge. I loved Edge, but I hated seeing him on on screen because mm-hmm. he was always that bad guy. Yeah. Um, Austin Theory, however, in my opinion, is one of the best things on Raw. No, 100%. Because yeah, I agree. Even when he was first introduced as Vince's uh, pet project, base, protege, yeah, that's the word. Um, ever since then, he feuds with – so he's feuded with Owens, Gargano, Ziggler, Reigns, Matt – styles lashley he can have three feuds going on at one time and you understand it because you hate austin theory Mm -hmm. so of course everyone he works with would hate austin theory it even helps now that he's with the alpha academy which i love the alpha academy the alpha academy Um, as well (laughs) you know especially in this triple h era if theory wasn't talented enough he wouldn't be where he is right now. yeah he's so talented he is so talented in ring He's chariz- he's charismatic, and one of the things that you can really tell the status of a of a star is their ability to bounce back from mistakes. And when Theory makes a pr- like when uh, after Clash of the Castle when he got punched by uh, Tyson Fury, he kept mumbling his words, mm-hmm. but he was selling it as a jaw injury. Yeah, that's so smart. That's something that not everyone's gonna think of. Only top guys will. So Theory's a top guy, in my opinion. Uh, whether he dethrones Reigns as uh, with Mr. Money in the Bank or anyone else, that's to be seen. But I would, I would bet, I would bet my house on Theory being a world champion. I agree. Yeah, and that's gonna be a, a sad day, but it's gonna be so. It's gonna be fire. a great day. The selfies. I, I follow him on Instagram, so I see every single selfie oh, that pops goodness. up. You know, um, usually workout selfies. That's his big thing. Um, but yeah, Orlando, Florida and his selfies right there. It's 
he's he doesn't even need a gimmick. His no, gimmick is you hate him. Yeah, that's I his gimmick. I don't like him a lot. And I think and it's weird for me. It's weird for me, Logan, because I love the heels. Yeah, I love liking the heels. Yeah, and I don't like Austin Theory. And it's not like it's go away heat. It's not like right. you're like get off my screen. I'm bored. No, go do something. You're, yeah, I'm you're, okay with him. You're watching because you want to see him get punched in the face. Yeah, makes me feel happy. Yep, that's the perfect. That's exactly what a heel should be. So. But going back to this pit match, are we? No, you're taking Rollins. I'm taking Seth. A hundred percent. Freaking Rollins. Interesting. I'm gonna take Matt Riddle. If Rollins wins, I will actually be more happy in being wrong on my prediction yeah. than if Matt Riddle wins because yeah. I'm really not crazy about Matt Riddle. But overall, Logan, I'm going to ask you, go through your picks again, starting with the 3v3. Yeah, so uh, in the Irish Donnybrook match, I do have Imperium winning. I think in the long run, this win's going to do more for them than for Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch of the Brawling Brutes. Uh, going on to the women's ladder match, I have Bailey winning over Bianca Belair because I think after this match, Bianca doesn't really have an opponent unless someone returns. Uh, but Bailey has more opportunities and is just a higher tier talent than Bianca Belair. Uh, then we have the I Quit match with Edge and Finn Balor. I think whether Edge just says I Quit or with our fantasy bookings, Finn Balor needs this win to propel him as not only the leader of Judgment Day but also as that main event. Uh, caliber talent uh the smackdown women's championship extreme rules match uh i have Liv morgan winning to hopefully set up a feud with a returning and a more dominant Shayna baszler and then we have the drew mcintyre carrying cross strap match where i need carrying cross to be dominant so that way we can get uh main event caliber carrying cross like he was in nxt like he should have been when he first debuted and hopefully we see something to do with the white rabbit whether it be a tease or an actual debut and then finally for the fight pit match with daniel uh, cormier as the special guest referee i have seth rollins beating matt riddle to propel him to hopefully dethrone roman reigns so for me i gotta take the brawlin brutes i i would say this would be my lock actually if it wasn't Karrion Cross, uh, going on to the ladder match, I'm going to take Bailey over Bianca Belair. Uh, I want that to happen, and I think it will happen. Edge and Finn Balor in the I Quit match. I see Edge saying I Quit, even though I don't see Edge mm-hmm. saying I Quit, which will be very entertaining to see how they do that. And then I'm going to take Liv Morgan over Ronda Rousey, even though we both kind of talked about how we see Ronda Rousey losing this extreme match more so than we see Liv Morgan winning it. In Drew McIntyre carrying cross strap match, I'm going to take carrying cross by a mile. I think he dominates that match, and I do hope we see Bray Wyatt Fiend White Rabbit. I hope that's what happens. And then in the main event that I don't know if it will be the main event, I have Matt Riddle beating Seth Rollins and DC raising his hand. So, guys, if you like these WWE podcasts, we're going to have more. I think it's a lot of fun. It is the greatest wrestling promotion of all time. You can't argue that, Logan. I can't argue that. It's the best of all time. I can't argue that, although it is, it has some competition, whether that be New Japan, uh, AEW, or Ring of Honor. But that's not for today. This is WWE Podcast. No, this is WWE Podcast, and we hope that you guys enjoyed and you enjoy this weekend's Extreme Rules. Once again, my name is Alex Henry, and I was with Logan Buchanan. 
and we are signing off. Thank you guys for listening.